everybody welcome to another episode of best life chronicles and today's episode i have so much so much fun planned out for you i do hope um, you stay tuned and you have a blast listening to this podcast today trust me i would love to hear your thoughts and read your experiences and comments on how this podcast has helped you or reshaped your thoughts regard to the subject and with that being said today's podcast is titled things not to define yourself by part one and uh, i'll try as much as possible to make it short so um i'll be touching on different things not to de- define yourself by and in the process um we would all have fun and i'd love to hear from you all right so let me get right into today's podcast so as you already know the world that we live in is a very very fast-paced world i mean if you turn to the left if you turn to the right if you even if you live under a rock if you have social media you're going to see something from someone who is reaching a new milestone who is you know crushing their goals i mean everything right now in the entire world is goals 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 goals. (laughs) you know and so because of that it is very very pretty easy to fall into the trap of um defining yourself by so many standards that are external so so for example even for somebody like me growing up i am and even up until now I'm not somebody that is moved by what is going on on the outside that is i do not see something that some other person has and then i suddenly start feeling like oh my god that should have been me you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm better deserving for you know that position that possession or whatever it is that a person has so i've never been that person but at the same time you know in, in, in retrospect when i think about it i've always defined in the past by and even right now is still something i have to constantly remind myself about so nobody is perfect i definitely am not and but you know sometimes you need to give yourself this constant reminder of the things not to define yourself by you know so one of the things i used to define myself by going forward so today's highlights would be um your smartness or your academics or your grades and so one of the things i used to define myself by literally since i was i don't know maybe seven years old is i used to define myself by my academics my academics were a big deal i mean i always wanted to be the smartest person in the room and not just talk smart but also have smart grades that is grades that are reflective of how smart that I am because I just always love the ability of people to see me and say, Oh wow, oh wow, oh wow, she's smart. <laughs> she's smart. You know, I always had that um I always had that desire, the desire to be better than anybody, not because I wanted to look down on anybody, but just because I believed that I had the capacity to be able to be better than everybody and be better than everybody not because of anything because it was what i could tell myself to push myself to constantly push the envelope in a way that i'm striving from higher and above that which is the normal 
extraordinary so it's crazy i mean i would not want the ordinary but even amongst that which is extraordinary i always wanted to still stand out you know so by reason of that i would like smart people as friends i would i would be attracted to not even such a boy you know be attracted to smart people whether I read them in history books, whether I read their biographies, whether I watched a documentary or anything about anybody smart. And I'm like, he's smart, she's smart. That's what I want to be. You know, I want to be that and more. I always want it to be that and more, you know, just because I just believe it could be done. So I've always had the, um, it can be done spirit, you know, so all my life i've always had the it can be done straight and so by reason of that i just always loved a good challenge and it just seemed like all the days of my life i was always looking forward to the next huge challenge that i could undertake to make me better smarter than every other person not because um i wanted to be smart not because i wanted other people to feel bad about themselves but just because i could prove to myself that I could achieve that which was impossible. Now, having said that, now having said that, um, so I, I grew and because of having, you know, those great grades, I grew up with the ability to do what you would call um, the impossible. So I would usually would, I mean, I thinking back on it, I'm like, I've done crazy things in this life the holidays are here and i'm reading towards the next term um the midterm breaks i'm studying towards um the end of the midterm you know just because i wanted to step into school and be that exceptional kid i've always loved being exceptional i have lived exceptionally i must confess there's even no false humility about that but Thinking about it, I, I, I honestly believe that was just ridiculous playing so much pressure, you know, that I put on myself. Was it good and all? Did it, did it give me the ability to do almost anything? Yes, it did. But in retrospect, the downside that nobody talks about, especially for very driven people, is that, and now specifically regards to academics, is that you now get to a point whereby you are defined by your grades. So, for example, you know, um, I remember starting a new session. I have the memory from when I was seven years old. Starting a new session in a new environment, change school and all of that. You know, coming from a totally different educational system to a new one. And when I got into this new educational system, I was the poorest um, kid in the class in the sense that um, I, I barely knew what was going on in class. I was not a good fit for the class I was in. And um, even worse still was the fact that I was the oldest student in the class that I was in. You know, so, and I, I, I can't remember the details, but I remember some students laughing at me because I couldn't communicate quite um, appropriately like them in English. And so when I had that memory, I was six going on seven, it's just, you know, it was just etched in my memory that I need to, you know, come up to this level, you know, of, of, of these students, of these pupils, because they were never students, they were pupils, of these pupils, and not be somebody that would be laughed at. And not, you know, recording this podcast is the first time I'm actually addressing where maybe where this is coming from. All my life, I've never thought about it. Oh, wow. But anyway, so 
in the process you know i got a lesson teacher and um, um like a tutor we might be referred to as a tutor like a private tutor as well so i would finish from school and i would have a private tutor or lesson teacher that would um whatever term you used in your jurisdiction or country or culture that would you know teach me and you know take me through all the things i did in order to brush me up um for the class that i wanted to for the class that i wanted that i was in so that i would be well abreast of what was going on and so that kept going on and on and before you knew it i was pretty smart i was up to date with the class that i had come from from nowhere made need session and I became really smart and I, I could comprehend what was going on in class. And the teacher was like, oh, she brushed up well and nice. And from there, I, I became so smart that I got a double promotion to go to not the next class, but to the second next class, you know, at the end of the school year. And so when that happened, and so from there, I always wanted to be the best. And, I, and so after I got the double promotion to um, by jumping um, two classes and I began um, the education, the elementary or primary school education. I just said that I constantly now had the desire. By the time I got into um, what, what you would call high school or secondary school where I scored, by the time I got into that system, I already had the drive. I mean, I was what, an 11 year old, barely even 11, 10 year old plus, you know, that was already driven to achieve so much already. And so I was constantly pushing and I wanted to be the best. And as little as me being 10, 11, I would have homeworks and I would, um, and school assignments and school projects. And I would combine several textbooks in order to get a holistic understanding. So that by the time I'm coming with my answer, or my solution to that school project or school or homework or whatever it was, I would be speaking based on three authorities, two to three authorities at the very least. And I would have sleepless nights as a child because I was trying to get schoolwork done. And so all this was going on and I truly enjoyed, to be honest, I truly enjoyed the dopamine that came from and the adrenaline that came from, you know, that oh, oh my goodness, she did a great, <laughs> she did a great work. Wow, everybody, did you see how she did it? This is how you should do it. And I will be so excited about that. And so I went on like that, um, you know, sometime in, um, I think in my fourth year in high school, because um, we had like a six year educational system where I studied my high school or secondary school education and put that is post elementary education. And I think that um, it was when, I, I think it was, and it was in my fourth year, I got um, a scholarship for the rest of my program. So I got a scholarship for um, the remaining two years of my high school slash secondary school education. And so it was great. Now, I've told you this background story so you can have um, a full grasp or full picture of what I'm about to say. Now, having done all of that, and I'm, I was always the child that, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. You say graduation year or graduation ceremonies for each classes that um, students undergo when they're in school. Oh my goodness, they were the 
highlight of my entire year. Why? Because I knew that I had struggled so hard, worked my butt off, and I was going to be getting prizes and I was going to be the center of attraction. And more especially, because I was raised by a single mother, I knew that everybody was, she was going to be the synergy of all attention and everybody would constantly look at her and say, oh my goodness, your child just went up for that, for that subject. Oh my gosh, your daughter is going again. Oh, your daughter is going again. You're just remembering it, I'm sorry that I'm stuttering. Just remembering it right now gives me pure joy, literally. And I'm speaking about things that happened over 15, 16 years ago. I would be pumped because they were the highlights of my entire year. July, oh my days, you can't tell me nothing. I would be so excited because all of a sudden, I'm the model child, I'm the trophy child, every parent wished their child was like literally most of my life. I was the child every parent wished their child was like, you know, so I would have parents go, you see? And oh, by the way, if, it, if they cannot infer, you can tell that I'm African of some, not I'm of some sort, I am African. So here's what would happen. And in typical African culture, when somebody shines, what you tell your other kids is, do they have two heads? Are they better than you? There's something special going on in their mom's vagina that pushed them out and made them special? Because I carried them, I carried you in my womb. Her mother, his mother carried Imoha in the womb as well. Or, you know, whatever. But long story short, African parents will literally make you, um, and you know, some cultures in the Caribbean will literally make you feel like, what are you doing with your life <laughs> whenever the person is winning? And so there's usually that, that unusual pressure. For me, I never experienced that pressure of um, somebody saying, why are you not like some, some other person's children? Nope, I was the child. I was the child that was the premium standard, not just that premium luxury standard for all children so literally by other kids that have had a great year you know having boyfriends being caught in corners kissing fondling or whatever and whatnot and having parties trained like the wildest parties and having the best reputations for being the hottest male or female in the school year when it came to july when it was the award ceremony graduation celebrations <laughs> they were going to get it matter of fact they would be praying that their parents were unable to attend and hope that something happened to their very um, rich fathers or mothers so they're unable to come because their jobs had posted them or suddenly demanded that they travel why because tension ha! I have to use the African <laughs> I have to use the African word this word is it's is, is exclusive to Africa and it means something. It's called tension. When you tension somebody, <laughs> I'm having a blast recording this. When you tension somebody, you literally put them under pressure. When you say, ah, well, I want to tension them, it means I want to put them under pressure. I want them to feel the heat. I want them to know that, huh, it's on. You know, so, um, I mean, I didn't mean to tension anybody, but I mean, I worked all year round, all school year round, for me to get this glory. I'm 
I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna feel it <laughs> you know <laughs> so oh my goodness I'm literally believing my high school secondary school experiences just by recording this podcast thank you guys for this happening but anyways so I'll be pretty excited about it because all the parents I mean I I yeah goodness the thrill of you call for mathematics the best students for class class two or senior secondary school two for the year da 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 session um is okay i never got a prize for mathematics that was the only subject but you see every other subject that i took i always got the best student price always literally always i'm that kid that if i <laughs> i could have an a in a subject and even though I had an A in that subject, if somebody else got a prize for the overall best, I would be sad. Sad not because I didn't think somebody else was deserving, but sad because I felt I could have worked harder. So it literally was never other people's problem. It was just in me, my self-worth, my dignity, my essence came from me being able to show that I was the smartest, not smart, I was the smartest. And so it had nothing to do with, you know, those, I mean, I, I didn't even notice or see people, not to talk of having beefs with people or, or fellow students. I didn't see people. I was too goal-oriented. And so because of that, and so I haven't done that over the years. And so when I'm going, the best students in literature, and then my name goes, da-da-da-da-da. I almost said my name, guys. I would have lost my identity. But, and then the applause goes, whoo-hoo. And as I'm stepping there, I'm receiving my prizes. I'm getting off the podium, barely back to my seat. The best students for this session, for this class in English language is I'm back again. Like it was the thrill, guys. It was the thrill. I mean, so I'm suddenly back and then I keep going back and forth. And then all the prints, their eyes keep diverting left and right. It's like, Oh my goodness, she's barely sad. She's barely been able to get off the podium and they're calling her name again. And she's going and she's... The time, absolutely. Now that I think about it, I think those were some of the happiest times of my life thus far then. I mean, I was thrilled. And one of the... I remember one time, my mom came pretty late for the prize-giving ceremony at the end of the school year. And as she was coming in, the parents that you know couldn't stay to the end was leaving and the parents said oh my goodness you're the mom i think she's the person over there saying her name when she was trying to get into the school auditorium where the event was happening it was oh my goodness oh your child has been taking home all the prizes you know like special awards you know sometimes you have like like um uh, what's it called you you have like phones for um you have people that will set up funds for best students in this give them this prize minus the school's prize they get like cash um cash gifts or whatever them that some persons have set up and she was like oh my god your daughter was the one and i you see for me being the best meant that somehow i i was able to let my mother know that it was worth it for her to first up behind and put in all that work and sacrifices for me and my siblings but most especially because firstly I'm a firstborn and so I'm so just for me to be able to make her feel like it was worth it 
you know, for her to sacrifice the entirety of her life, of her prime and youth and beauty to raise my siblings and me, juggling several jobs, you know, just to raise my siblings and me, I wanted it to be worth it. And the only way I felt I could make it worth it was being the most exceptional, not just, ex not just you know, like an exceptional child, but to be the most exceptional child anywhere she stepped into, anywhere I existed, anywhere I stepped into they would say who is this lady's or who is this girl's mother and that has always been my life's goal and life's dream you know so i'd always been that and then it so happened um why i'm saying things not to be to define themselves by and one of it is great and i'm saying it as somebody who has had great greats i remember one time a teacher of mine um in in um, at, um what's it called in high school slash secondary school whichever one you call it a teacher of mine wanted to get into another program i think my, my teacher at the time my literature teacher wanted to study um go back to you know uni to wanted to start a fresh program entirely i wanted to go study law so he needed to write like a whole new um if you're in, if you're in america like he needed to write like a whole new lsat exam or whatever so he needed to do that so he wrote it in the year that i was graduating high school slash secondary school and it was going to so he wrote it somewhere else as a teacher because he also wanted to get into a different program and i wrote the exam a teacher that i wrote the same exam that my teacher taught me and i had an a in the <laughs> i had an a when the results came out my teacher had a c in that exam I think it was one of those things that just meant I was like, no man, babes is smart. What? Babes is smart. Even my, and I wouldn't have known about this if not because my teacher said, do you know I wrote the exact exam as you? And I had a C and you had an A. And you need to know you're pretty smart. You know, so um, so why am I saying this? I'm saying this because I'd always enjoyed the theories. Now here comes the roller coaster and the dip. So by the time I finished high school, I was, you know, at everybody that, that has ever known me knew that I wanted to be a lawyer. I literally always wanted to be a lawyer since I was almost six plus seven. And so I prepped and wrote all the entry exams and all of that to make me a lawyer. And just somehow I couldn't get in for law. And the way education works in, in what's it called? So it should be something very, like their cut-off points, the schools I wanted to go to, they had like cut-off points and all, so you had to get accepted. It wasn't sufficient enough for you to be smart. You had to get accepted. And so I'll be pretty smart, you know, have my, my entry-level examination and then have the school's internal examination. And then at the last minute, um, so mathematics. Remember I mentioned mathematics and I said that I never got a prize in that because mathematics was the only challenging subject for me so still something happened they would need me to do have like a prerequisite minimum grade in mathematics and i would not have it and by reason of that i would not be able to get in to study law now <laughs> this old story that i'm saying quite quickly was my first gave me my first encounter ever in my entire life with depression i became depressed i had nothing to live for why because i had been defined by my grades and somehow the subject mathematics just became an impossible subject to give me the grades that i needed to be able to get into the schools that i wanted to go to to be able to study law 
and so I was frustrated and I myself I was stripped of every fiber of self-worth I had ever and self-confidence I had ever possessed and my life just felt meaningless and pointless and I remember a couple of times at this age I was 16 plus and I remember a couple of times I would just say even because I do not have the guts because I do not want to go to hell I would have just committed suicide so I wouldn't be the child that brought shame to me I mean in the in the flip of an instant literally let's say in july i was the um epicenter of celebration and admiration and and congratulations for the award ceremony my final award ceremony in high school and then my time i left and three months you know because um new sessions for uni would usually begin in my country um would usually in my home country would usually begin in september october i couldn't get in and Literally in three months, my life took a downward spiral. And I just recall, I became someone that knew shame. And it was, shame was alien to me. Matter of fact, it never existed to me. It's, you know, it's a different thing, you know, that something exists and say, oh, well, it cannot happen to me. No, 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 no. I didn't even know shame existed. So I couldn't even say, oh, it cannot happen to me or anything. So it wasn't even something that I bragged about. Oh, nah, maybe for some. It didn't even exist in, in the frame of mind in which I had walked, you know. And so my entire self-worth was stripped. And it literally took me another three years trying to study law and not give up on my passion and on my dream of being a lawyer and all of that. And now when I think about it, I'm like, and so even years later, when I finally got admitted to study law in you know the school that I wanted to go to eventually when I was studying law I remember how sad I would be. I mean I would put in all the work sleepless nights I'm one person that 12 hours straight reading no exaggeration I ain't got nothing to to, to, to win or you know I ain't got nothing to win by telling you lies straight hours were not 12 hours straight hours of studies were norms to me especially in days where i did not have lectures maybe because um, we're supposed to be doing like team projects or whatnot or individual projects for a particular subject or course or whatever i would i could study 12 hours straight sitting in one position i would only get up to go get something a bite or something or eat or have lunch i couldn't even spare the time to chill and have lunch for 30 minutes because i felt like it was a waste of my time so i would grab lunch and I would take you back legally <laughs> into the study room area or, the, or, or you know, or some small bites um, if, and sneak it into the library. And I would, you know, try and snack a little bit while I was studying. And I would put my brain under so much pressure. And what was my aim? I was going to say, all these years that I have lost trying to get into, into, into this unit to study this law program, I'm going to make it worthwhile by being the best. Because then again, I do not know anything other than being the best. And so all that was going on and results will come out and I would have A's and B's, but I'll be sad. And why would I be sad? Because I was going to have straight A's so I could finish with a first class and not just first class to be the best student in my class, in my sets. And that didn't happen. And I will be sad and I'll be depressed. But some other person would hear and say, oh my goodness, she's a four-pointer. Oh, she has a 4.2, she has a 4.3 CGPA. 
over a 5.0 CGPA. She's doing great. And then it's like, oh my God, every time she makes a presentation for any group, I mean, they would beg me to make presentations, you know, because they knew that I would kill the presentations. It's different if your body of, if, if your literature is great, but if your presentation is horrible, you lose marks from it. And so because it was going to be the continuous assessment, they would beg me, please to take the presentation. We know you've worked with us for the literature we are submitting, but we needed to do the presentation because we have the ability to be able to hold the audience and the entire class and explain in such a way that everybody will understand the concepts we've talked about in our literature. And so that would go on. And I'm like, why am I not worthy? You know, so I'm saying that this podcast is not getting long. So I'll try to, you know, bring everything as much as possible to a close. What am I saying in essence? Try for the best grades, but do not be defined by it. And I know that it seems counterproductive because like why if you're striving for this why should i not now not hope to have it because for me not to be defined by it means i do not hope to have it no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying strive for the best in your grades especially if you're a student right now listening to me strive for the best grades as a student put in the work i cannot overemphasize that put in the work do not put in half measures i mean by the time i left uni for my first degree one of the things that i appreciated was even though i did not finish um top um what's it called as the overall best student i finished in the top um one percent of my class and for me that was amazing 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 i finished in the top one percent of my class you know and so i i was excited and guess what because i'm just marked by excellence i didn't even know that until i finished school when somebody mentioned it to me because i didn't i didn't attend my graduation ceremony when i finished from uni you know, so at this, you know, I met somebody a year, a year plus or two years after, and this is it. Oh, you, you know, you finished top of the class. I didn't know that. You know, so put in the work and and all of that, but do not be defined by it. Be defined more by things that that are not external. So, say for example, are you a kind person? Do you forgive others quickly? Do you forgive your own mistakes as well? Um, are you loving? Are you somebody that? Just by your very existence, some of the person's life is better for it. Whether it's a child in your neighborhood or community, whether it's you know an old or senior citizen in your community or neighborhood, whatever it is, be, you know you're a great friend, you're a fantastic colleague, whatever it is, but be defined more beyond that which seems like um that which seems like like something you've been able to acquire i think that's what i'm trying to get at be defined way beyond that which you are able to acquire whether it's degrees you have like four or five degrees as great as that sounds and i'm saying it again as somebody that is a bookie is um i mean i love <laughs> I, I love i love books besides the fact i've taken you know this 2020 off and I think 2019 as well, some, some part of 2019 and this 2020, I've taken off academic work. Other than that, I'm usually in one academic program or the other. And if it's not pure academic program, then it's some professional certification program or the other. So, you know, but I can tell you, you know what? So that if along the way, because life happens even to the best of us. So if life happens, not if, when life happens at some point or the other, they're not because at some point everybody would experience some measure of rejection, some measure of failure. 
that and that failure might not be failure to some other person but for that person and their standard and their goals and expectations and dreams it would be failure um when you do experience that you do not want to come to a place whereby you are stripped of your entire self-value and self-worth because you were unable to achieve something external do you understand me because you were unable to achieve something external so having great grades are great but let's not lie they're gazillion people gazillion is, is a lie but <laughs> you get what i mean that there, there are hundreds of thousands of really smart people when i mean smart i mean exceptionally smart i'm never saying the average smart the exceptionally smart people all over the world so eh, biggie it's not so much a biggie so the question really is what are you doing what are you doing with your smartness what are you beyond being a smart person beyond being intelligent beyond even being an inventor what are you doing what is the essence of your life what is the essence of your personhood and ask yourself would my self-worth still be intact if this was stripped from me would i feel worthy enough of all the love and admiration that i think i'm deserving of in spite or if i do not have these other things that i enjoy or that i like about myself now and so some of those things and especially the focus should be on the external things so if it's oh because you know i live in the um, you know in in a metropolitan city or i live in a great um house or you know i have i have money i mean those things are great if you're being honest or not but you must if you do not come to a point whereby outside of that your self-worth is intact you would take bashes i mean that is life would give you like a car wreck you would have like wrecks in life maybe wreck is a strong word but you would have several curveballs and you would forget you would forget how powerful and amazing you are outside of those external things and so you have to ask yourself that if you were to die this minute the things that made make you you would they be things that are transferable or there would be things that you could i mean you could not even take anyway do you get what i mean i mean if you have a phd today and you died so what who cares about you having that phd you get what i mean so it's usually about what is your essence outside and beyond the things that you possess and it is when you are able or the things you are even able to achieve and it is when you are able to define yourself by that very essence you would not be easily um put in a black hole when things do not go as you planned all right i think this is long enough so i will be talking again on next episode on this same subject but on a different using a different um analogy all right guys do share your comments your thoughts and all and write to me as well so i can know how this resonated with you especially if you're a student presently or you know you've been a student before and how this resonated with you let me know and let me know if you learned anything i'm looking forward to hearing from you all right bye